0: Welcome back to the Big Red Hunters podcast. We want to start out by saying thank you to our sponsors, Big Frig Coolers. They offer coolers, cattle coolers that hold medication and vaccinations, tumblers, growlers, and dry boxes. The coolest thing about Big Frig is you can customize it it all with whatever you want. Uh, Check them out at bigfrig.com, and uh, if you have any questions, email at info at bigfrig.
1: Our next one is Glory Visuals. They specialize in wedding and commercial films, so they do videography, and it's incredible. Y'all should go check them out on social media. You also can check them out on gloryvisuals.com.
0: Next up, Other Guys Outfitters. They specialize in dry, or dry field and Canada goose hunts. Uh, they run from November through February, and they've done an awesome video at die bomb Industry, so you check it out. If you want to book a hunt, uh, call Krager at 308-637-7777, or check the other guys' outfitters on Facebook and Instagram.
1: Next up is Faithful Images. Ooh. This is our personal photography business. Um, you can check us out on Instagram or Facebook at Faithful Images Nebraska, or our website, our website, faithfulimages.org.
0: Next up, uh, Redbeard's Custom Calls. He runs the Timber Rattler or the Cutdown Duck Call and Crossing Guard Goose Call. Awesome calls, awesome quality. This guy's no, know, he knows what he's doing. So give uh, Andrew a call at 712 898 6989 and uh, let him know we sent you because he'll give you 10% off.
1: Yeah, buddy. All right, next one is Chaku Peru, owned by Angelo. He specializes in big game and waterfowl hunts in the U.S., Mexico, South America, Europe, and Australia. So you can check him out at chakupru.com or contact him at 469-999-4043.
0: Last one up, and a new sponsor to the podcast, Whitetail Taxidermy in Louisville, Nebraska. Owned by Jody Schultz. Uh, You might know him as Pappy from our YouTube. Awesome guy, and he's an award-winning taxidermist. So give him a call at 402-630-0031.
1: With that being said, those are our BRH podcast sponsors. We appreciate each and every one of them and let's jump into the episode.
0: Three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of the Big Red Hunters podcast. Today it's Hunter Diddle.
1: I'm Shade Diddle.
0: And we have from Levi from the Pollen Feathers podcast. How you doing, buddy?
2: Doing great, man. Just uh, having a couple beers. Just, I've been looking at the draw results for this year. Looks like I'm going archery elk hunting. So, I'm pretty Ooh. excited.
0: That's awesome.
1: Oh my gosh. Tell me more about that.
2: Well, um... I I've, I've been elk hunting since I could um and stuff but that was always either like late season or it was always radical mm-hmm. and last year I approached my dad and said let's try archery stuff like we're not battling the cold as much we can go camping basically yeah I can have my family along and kind of do more of that balance stuff that right. you guys talked about in previous podcasts and make things work a little bit better and I said we're not is concerned anymore as we used to be about like killing an elk right. let's go out there and chase them during the rut and have fun so he was all about it we did it last year had a blast didn't get anything but we had a ton of fun so that's what we did this year and uh i invited my buddy uh brian gorsuch along with us i mean he was there most of the hunt last year anyway even though he didn't even have a tag <laughs> so um uh it was natural for him to to put in with us this year and so we're, we're really excited
1: that's awesome for yeah. our viewers will you kind of tell them uh where you're from and kind of a little bit about you
2: um well like you said I'm I'm, I'm Levi Carey I'm a host of the Pulling Feathers podcast uh a Hunter's been on it with us before and um we just kind of talk whatever hunting uh right. mostly focus on waterfowl and all that but wow. um yeah And uh, I guess a little bit about myself personally, I mean, I was born and raised in Northwest Wyoming, uh, just outside of Yellowstone, and grown up hunting uh, most of my life. Uh, I did go through a time in my life where I wasn't able to hunt for about uh, five to six years, Mm -hmm. and that really made me grasp. How much I truly loved hunting, and now you can't get me away from it. It's all I think about. <laughs>
0: That's so, awesome. It's, it's yeah. honestly, it's honestly kind of crazy. Like how many people I've talked to that are similar to that. Either they, you know, are starting their careers, or they're uh, going to college and then starting a career, or maybe even starting a family. And they just, right. I feel like a lot of people have that same story, and I do too, about taking a few years mm-hmm. away from hunting.
1: Right.
2: Mine was forced, oh,
1: <laughs> but no. we don't need
2: to, we don't need to go into that too much, but yeah, that was a little bit of legal trouble of me being young and dumb, so, uh, oh, no. we're, we're all free and clear now, though, so we're good, we, <laughs> I've we, learned my lesson.
1: We all got those stories, no <laughs> <Yeah>. worries. <laughs> when you say Yellowstone, I think of the show, is it actually that beautiful out there, or is that show not even in Yellowstone, Wyoming?
2: Uh, uh they, they don't, they do Uh, I think more Western, uh, Montana and stuff. Yeah. But I mean, it's similar. I haven't really watched the show to be honest. Um, but just seeing little clips and stuff, it's similar, but I'm, I'm more up in like the true mountains of it rather than like the the kind of rolling hills, foothills, kind of part of the mountains and stuff. So,
1: Hunter, we got to go. I know. Come on. Yeah. Do it.
2: Take a trip take a trip uh even just to actual Yellowstone National Park there in the summer and let me know and I'll take the family up and we'll show you guys around and see show you guys some of the stuff that uh not every tourist sees.
1: Yeah, I literally just google <laughs> Wyoming Yellowstone. It looks so dope. We need to go. This okay, so, so cool. Oh,
0: it's off. I well I didn't I don't think I've told my wife this yet, but Oh,
1: great yeah right all right uh
0: my so my buddy jared he's one of the like the main hunting group we hunt with um he -hmm. actually he was stationed out in montana for i think two three years and so he's hunted out there Mm -hmm. extensively and him and i talked about going out there this year i just don't think we're going to be able to make it work because we actually have a guided trip for arkansas in january so is that what you
2: didn't tell her about? Was the guided trip in Arkansas or the Montana no, thing?
1: the good thing is I, I know about the Arkansas one. Thank gosh! That one we have to save up a little <laughs> hey, bit. But. Don't
0: don't let her give me crap about this, Levi. I'm we booked a trip to Mexico in November, yes! so
1: for my birthday. There you go. It's
0: all about the balance.
1: Yes. Balance. Yeah. You exactly get a trip, I get a beach trip. It's yeah. a win-win. Yeah.
3: That's <laughs> awesome. Perfect. <laughs>
0: I know, but uh, hey, I was just curious, I know, I think the, one of the last podcasts I heard you were talking about turkey season, how'd your turkey season play out? Like crap, is
3: oh. what it turned oh, out to be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've never
2: seen so many hens in my life, uh, and that's really all we really saw, I mean, we got in on some good birds one day, but that was when my uh, business partner, uh, he had begun. And, uh, you know, we were successful in getting him his Tom and then everything after that, it was just hand only. So, Mm. yeah, but my big plans was trying to do a three state, uh, a bird from each state in one day, that plan definitely fell through. Um, uh, just the buddy that was kind of giving me the hookup on that, uh, just, uh, kind of quit returning my calls and stuff i think he got busy actually doing some some guiding and stuff but mm. uh, that was going to be a cool video i think we're going to try and do all three states in one day
1: that sounds pretty cool
2: so, yeah yeah would have been would have been really cool but oh well <laughs> another day. <laughs> yep yep we'll have to do it another year so
0: yeah i really killed turkey season no i didn't i didn't even go because i was too lazy
1: yeah the closest thing you've gotten is the turkey from hy V. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't i just never been a big turkey hunter this year i think i mean it's it's hard because so i work in uh outside sales for electric wholesale and so like that part of the seasons everyone's getting ready for their summer season so it gets really busy and mm-hmm. then uh so that tacked on with us getting the podcast kind of started gave me two good yeah. excuses not to go
2: yeah I just I don't know I really love them when 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 it's kind of working and at least you're getting some conversation back that's what I love about it is it's just mini bowl outcoming. that's that's oh, yeah. awesome but they just weren't talking really this year I don't know what was going on uh, part of it I feel like it's because the season was so late uh, than what it normally is and I, I don't know there's I got a bunch of different theories so
0: so on your, but. I, I do. I was kind of curious on your elk hunting. Do you mm-hmm. is it? Do you mostly do public then on your elk hunts? All of it. Yep. All of it's public. Wow, that's amazing. I, I would love to get bull elk at some point in my life. That is. That's a. I'm not a big like big game hunter, but that's one that I would love to shoot.
2: Yeah. No, and, and that's it. Like that's my thing too. I kind of gave up most of my deer hunts and stuff like that my antelope like uh i just i don't know kind of gave it up the only thing that's keeping me in the elk game is is chasing them with a bow during the rut otherwise i probably wouldn't do it
0: that wouldn't that sounds really that sounds like it'd be tough i'm not gonna lie because it it yeah it's tough but it's fun it's so fun how i mean how is it how is it to try to get a elk close to you is it because it's in September, so they're running. You're calling to them, correct?
2: Yeah, calling, raking trees, scraping the ground. I mean, it's a chess match, that's for sure. Um, but, I mean, it, it's tough. You, I mean, the closest chance I had, the bull hung up at 150 yards. and here's a really cool bull. Uh, just got done getting his butt kicked by another bull. But um, he was a uh, perfect awesome six point on the one side and then the other side he had like a a first and a second and then his main beam dipped off the side of his head and then hook clear back up and he had like a fifth fifth split at the end of that and he was just cool i called him uh dr hook um (laughs) is what i called him and he just He sat there, bugled back and forth at us, scraping the ground, beating the crap out of trees, and uh, he just didn't want to come in because he just got done getting his butt kicked. Um, But, I mean, you know, that's such his hunting, and I was just excited to watch that bull do that, do that behavior. And the whole time he was walking away, he was screaming at me, and the last look I had of him, he was going up this really steep cut and looked back at me and bugled one last time and the sun hit him just perfect where the steam was coming out of his mouth and the, oh, dang. the sunlight was hanging on his antlers. I'll, I'll, I'll never forget that. It was oh. really cool.
1: That was awesome. Sounds like a movie. Yeah. It, it, it was. <laughs> it
2: definitely <laughs> was a movie.
0: <laughs> see, I've always been well. curious about El Cunning because I mean, you see shows and like, you'll see like see meat eater and stuff. And it they make it look so mm-hmm. i wouldn't say easy but they make it look like your success rate's way more than it really
1: right. would be oh my gosh they don't show the countless hours of hunting into it
2: and and especially if you're hunting with a rifle i mean i'm not knocking on rifle hunting one bit cuz i'm not one of those guys not not by any means um your your likelihood goes way up um obviously right. but um that's how i've gotten all my elk in the past is, is with a rifle and uh, so I've been very successful and lucky, fortunate, blessed that way to take, you know, kill animals with that method and and stuff. So I'm just trying to move things forward and keep things
1: interesting. Right.
0: What uh, what caliber do you normally use when you're rifle hunting? Uh, Thirty out six. I'm
2: a gas station caliber kind of person.
0: Um, <laughs> it's just it's tried
2: and true. And when I call it a gas station caliber, I mean it because you can practically pick up a box of shells at any gas station and you're good. You know, you're not ever worried about, oh, my 300 PRC, you know, I can't find it at this store. I can only get it at this store. Oh, they're out completely of that. And it just makes things way easier. So I just, I don't know. I love it. It was the first gun that was ever first big bore rifle that was ever given to me when i was uh 15 and it's 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 my baby you know so that's what i love to use
1: hey whatever works
0: yeah i was just curious. yeah i was just curious i i don't know i i thought about buying a 308 win mag but i feel like a 30 mm-hmm. out six i would i i've shot my dad's got a really nice one a savage that i really like but mm-hmm. if i was ever gonna do it that's probably what i'd use
2: yeah I mean, I've definitely looked at getting other rifles and stuff, but now that I'm getting into archery so heavy, and then, of course, the waterfowl stuff, I, I just I think I'll sit back with that. Or, um, I really want to get a, a black bear with my 3030 or a wolf with my 3030 open sight. I think that would be really cool. Just, I mean, that's a cowboy gun, <laughs> so, oh, yeah. and it's fun to shoot. So, uh, I think it would be really cool to do that.
0: How often do you see wolves? Um, I don't see them as much as I do grizzly bears. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, uh, I,
2: I've seen way more grizzly bears in my lifetime than I have ever seen black bears. I can count black bears on my hand. Um, but wolves, I've seen quite a few. And I've seen what they can do. I've seen... I I was talking about it on our podcast at one point with the anti-hunter lady um, (laughs) uh, about how ruthless wolves are, even to their own kind. Um, I've seen a a wolf get gut shot accidentally, and the entire pack turned on that one wolf and tore it apart. Oh, gosh. It 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 was insane. I mean, they sensed that something wasn't right with that. That other wolf, and just they took it into their own means and made sure that it wasn't going to hurt the rest of the pack, or I don't know what. But dang, it was—it was, it was uh, probably one of the most gruesome things I've ever witnessed out in the, you know, wilderness and stuff. So.
0: I think that's probably one of the biggest divides between hunters and like anti-hunters, or what do you, how you would call them, is like predator species, like coyotes, wolves, mm-hmm. and I think like the big ones, uh, like raccoons, because they're like, oh, they're so cute and lovable. It's like, no, if you have any idea what they actually do and destroy, like you wouldn't have that viewpoint at all.
2: Hmm. Yeah, and and at least with her, when I was talking to her, she was she wasn't completely naive to those things. Um, but you can kind of hear her tone change a little bit when I mentioned how, like, I mean, that's ruthless as it gets for the most part, you know, and her, her tone changed a little bit, um, and stuff. And I even invited her to come along with me, you know, and stuff. And I was like, I'll show you things that you'll never see in your life.
1: Right.
2: Um, and, and I'm not looking to change your mind just to open your eyes a little bit. That's all I'm trying to do.
1: Right.
0: Well, you know, like, a lot of, like, anti-hunters come up with the sentiment of just, like, they they see, uh, like, the passion or the veracity, but they never see the ruthlessness of these predator species. So they really don't, they, they really haven't, um, it, like, seen that image to where it changes their point of view. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, every man in Nebraska... Coyotes have done, like, wiped out pheasants, and that's one of the biggest problems we've got with trying to get pheasants back in Nebraska. And we're actually, there's a, a parcel of, like, 50 acres we're trying to, uh, we planted some CRP and then some millet and stuff to get it going and trying mm-hmm. to get some pheasants going. That's our biggest problem right now is trying to get trying to get as many coyotes taken care of as we can ahead of time.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that can be
0: pretty tough because
2: they're smart animals you know you
0: try one tactic and it
2: just barely doesn't work out one time and you'll never be able to use it again
0: yeah how's the i'm just curious has the Four us forest service done a survey on how the wolf populations affects affect elk populations
2: they they've done a lot of those kind of surveys but they're always done very biasedly um so that's yeah. <laughs> kind of how things have been done um you also get a lot of our our, our true game and game and fish wardens you know uh they'll, they'll go out there and they'll tell them what's really going on but they'll only listen to that just a small bit but um when it comes to that the biologists they they tend to sway a different direction than what's really going on wow. and that's that, that really happens especially with bears As well um, The The, the c- carrying capacity Of the land that, that For grizzly bears especially it, it it can't Support it that's why grizzlies Are they're, they're pushing out Everywhere I mean even the wolves are Doing it and it's, People don't understand that That they we don't have The carrying capacity for it There's just the amount of bears that I come across. I mean, the, the one I'm okay with, his name is Brutus, and, and he's a cool bear. I like him as for a grizzly because <laughs> uh, he won't try and chase you off an elk carcass or anything like that. If you've gotten an elk, he'll sit back up on top of the hill and wait his turn. And, you know, I've ridden up behind him on the horse trail before, and he just looks over his shoulder, moseys off the trail a little bit, Let's you pass by and we go on our way so well, brutus is a good bear but i've ran into a couple <laughs> cousins of his that definitely are not
1: it <laughs> just reminds me so much of our deer we name our deer that we kill and that are on our wall and it's mm-hmm. hilarious
0: let me guess yeah you've had a few too many cores lights one night and tried to grapple with brutus <laughs> I've never tried to
2: grabble with Brut- brutus i mean i've I I've on. had a few too many beers before and tried to do a lot of crazy things um but but never that crazy <laughs> <laughs> i I have chased quite a few bears on my horse before and that got me in trouble uh, one time so um yeah, that was with brutus
0: <laughs> have you uh, the, uh I was listening to a podcast one time, and they were trying to track down this bear, and they, next thing you know, he popped up, like, 10 feet away. Have you ever had, like, a close call with a bear before?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, lots. Lots of them. You know, uh, I've had my head sniffed by a bear in the tent. No. Oh, yeah oh man I've never shriveled up into the middle of my sleeping bag <laughs> it was oh, so fast in my life because you didn't want to go all the way to the foot because then he would just come around to the other side of the tent right so you're oh. just stuck in the middle in a little ball
1: <laughs> oh my gosh this is kind of like crazy just to hear because we don't have bears in Nebraska like
2: oh yeah what? and I mean I've I've been like eight feet away from them before I mean Snapping their jaws and huffing at you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fun. It's interesting. I mean, yeah, you guys should come out hunting with me.
3: Hey, I'll, honestly, <laughs> that would
1: be great. Um, I think I'm gonna have to have some. Isn't there like bear spray or something? I'm gonna have to have some of that on hand.
2: That's <laughs> just seasoning. You got to use the old 45 or 10, <laughs> 10 millimeters.
1: It's just seasoning. I love that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I tell you what, you don't want to get it in your face at all. It'll oh, take no. your breath away. It is bad stuff.
1: <laughs> Smell bad or just bad overall.
2: It just burns you. Oh. It just you can't breathe. Uh, it just burns inside your lungs, your nasal passages, everything. It, it's it's terrible stuff. You're not awful. just running out. Yeah, it's not just running out of your face. You can't do anything about it. You can try and wash it off and it helps eventually.
0: Wow. Oh, man.
1: All right, babe. On the to-do list, hunt bear.
0: Hunt bears. I think that would be great. I've always... I'd love to. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I just like the, the size and ferociousness of a bear. excites me. I think mm-hmm. that... It excites and that's the thing, you? It excites I wanna me, yeah. I want to wrap
1: my pants when I think about that. Lord.
0: <laughs> well, like... I. See, that's the thing is like, so I grew up hunting in the canyons, hunting for mule deer. So I, I to mm-hmm. some degree, understand like that type of hunting, but I've never like gotten to experience like real like spot and stock, like mountain type hunting. And like, mm-hmm. I, I, have just never been into big game just cause to be, to be frank, like Nebraska deer hunting is really not that hard. It's just, yeah. <laughs>
1: That's driver. why I liked it so much like in the
0: beginning. You you scout. You know where the deer pass are. They just kind of do their thing, and you just get in their way. Like it's not mm-hmm. difficult that much.
1: It's a patient yeah. game.
0: But something yeah. like that would be that would be really fun.
2: Yeah, and that's that's what I love about it. I can't sit in a tree stand or anything like that. I, I'm I'm really surprised I can even sit in a duck blind most of the time. But that's because things are usually a little bit more active. And if it's that dead, I'll just go on a little walk and i get made fun of for it all the time but it's just i don't know i'm high strung that way i guess
0: no i do the same thing and i the guys the guys i hunt with i I, there's another guy that's really antsy like me about decoys because he used to be Mm -hmm. he used to be a guy down like mississippi louisiana arkansas and so him and i'll go talk and like move decoys all the time so it's just our way of like getting (laughs) out of the blind and moving Yep. Yep. I totally understand it. <laughs> Let's switch in gears to waterfowl a little bit. Uh, how's, uh, how's the new dog doing?
2: Brig? I mean, you kind of heard me getting after him a little bit, but not too oh, bad. Uh,
3: <laughs> he
2: me. is doing, yes, I love him. He's doing fantastic. He's making me seem like I know what I I'm doing <laughs> when it comes to training when I really don't <laughs>
3: cause he's,
2: he's just smart. Um, you know, he's, he's 25 weeks old right now. He's kicking butt on all of his water retrieves. Uh, he did some out of the boat the other day. Like he's done it a million times. And it was his first time ever got back in the boat. Like nothing had happened. Um, I mean, we're working on, you know, whistle commands. He's picking that up right away. It's just, I, I, really can't ask for a better dog at this point because he's, he's just lights out.
1: That's awesome. What's his name? Yeah. Sprig. Rig?
2: Sprig. Sprig? sprig like a pintail sprig?
1: Sprig. Oh, that's catchy. Yeah, a little
2: different. You know?
1: How'd you come up with that so, name?
2: I just honestly, it popped in my head and then I was like, okay, if I get a pup, this is what I want to do. And then I was watching a couple like dog training videos when I was like, okay, I'm going to get this dog. I had basically named him. Hadn't really gone to see him yet. Watching this gun training, this dog training video. And that ends up being the dog's name that I'm watching them teach you how to train a pup from, no you know, way. start to finish. I'm like, well, I guess it's like kind of destiny in a way. Cause really, I mean, no. I've never really heard a dog named that until then after I'd already came up with it in my own head, thinking it was super unique. And, right. But I still loved it. Mm. And People that don't know anything about ducks give you a weird look like, <laughs> well, what kind of name is that? So, <laughs> I
1: like it. It's sketchy.
2: Yeah.
0: Because you guys, yep. uh, you tend to hunt a lot of rivers, don't you, up there?
2: Yep, yep. A lot of river hunts, uh, a lot of fields. Um, and then our big deal right now um, is it's small water springs um that's that's our our big big ticket thing right now um i mean you guys probably if you guys follow any of dive bomb stuff uh, probably saw that hunt on their youtube so
3: yeah
0: actually um, uh speaking to that a little bit uh one of our, i don't know it was a couple podcasts ago our favorite hunting story so i actually grew up hunting on a warm water spring like almost identical to that probably not as much cover mm-hmm. but like oh man watching those videos brought back so many memories to where it's it's phenomenal i oh yeah it's so exciting and that's the thing is like for you guys because it's a warm water spring everything else freezes up on up there and you just go to those uh warm water springs and just kill her.
2: oh yeah you just light them up and you know you're Average shot is at eight yards, so um, you better bring a a nice wide choke because <laughs> otherwise it's really easy to miss.
0: <laughs> yeah, been there, yeah. been been there, done that. Uh,
1: Story of my life.
0: I I'm just I'm curious how's the how's the mud on those springs?
3: Uh there's
2: not really much mud on there. It's it's kind of hard bottom to tell you the truth. Do so, they
1: smell as bad as the ones that we got here? it uh, smell this, like death. This wasn't like like
2: sulfur kind of spring. It's uh, uh-oh, hold on a second. Um, decline, that's what I want. But uh, they're not like sulfur kind of warm water springs. It's just kind of different. Um, it's just warm water that kind of comes out of the ground. It's not like a hot spring, I guess.
0: Ah. must be rough so the one we hunt is like the sulfur spring plus oh it's they, so bad they let cows in there over like during the summer and so because it's like it's just the worst disaster you can think of like you can get stuck in 0.2 seconds and mm-hmm. it smells like it, if you have a dog in there like a day <laughs> later even after a bath it still smells yeah, it's like it's bad, yep. bad. So, and that's yeah. one
2: thing that's kind of nice about this spot is the rancher allows his cows to water out of it, but it's, it's like fenced off to just one little section to okay. take the water out of. So, and that's downstream from where we're at. Um, that's one cool thing about this place is we can stay right on the ranch. There's a six bedroom house. Um, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, it's got a tanning bed and a workout room.
3: Oh, wow. And it's,
2: And he stocks the freezer and fridge with uh, with like ribeyes and stuff for us. And so at night you can sit there and watch the ducks fly in to the spot that you're going to go hunt in the morning. And you know they'll kind of fly out and go back out to feed. And it's it's pretty cool. You're you're just only 20 yards away from where we're hunting.
1: Dang, that sounds pretty cool.
0: We kind of we kind of pitter pattered around it. Oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, I just said I like the tanning bed part.
0: (laughs) I kind of pitter-pattered around it, but uh, you want to talk to us a little bit about your uh, guide service you're coming up with, with Curtis?
2: Yeah, so that's, that's kind of what we're, we're dancing around, I guess. I just wasn't trying to, you know, be putting a big plug about the guide service and stuff. I was just trying to make it seem like we're hunting. But, yes, that's what it is. Um, Curtis is my business partner. He's a great guy. Um, it's our first year in business um we're actually totally booked up for this season
1: oh that's awesome um, already
2: yeah it was it was like oh this is happening quick
1: holy cow um, that's pretty cool
2: yeah yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy it's gonna be fun we're, we're starting out kind of small where i mean we're only taking like maybe five groups per person out mm-hmm. uh so you know total of 10 groups for the season and, you know, don't want to go too big, too fast. We right. want to feel it out. Kurt's been doing it for quite a few years. Um, guiding, actually, as a professional guide and stuff, he's always done goose hunts and a few duck hunts here and there. So we decided that we're both duck guys. Um, not a whole lot of people in our area are doing duck hunts. They do If they do guided goose hunts, um, that way we're not competing with them and we're also not competing as much with the local hunters as well. Cause most everybody out here, if they are a, uh, uh, local hunter, they, uh, they're, they're chasing geese. So this was our way of kind of taking a nod to everybody, not to kick everybody off. And right. it's going to be fun. We're looking forward to it. It's, it's going to be fantastic.
0: So what all do you guys or what all are you guys offering in terms of hunts?
2: Uh, mainly duck hunts. Um and I mean we can do small water, we can do rivers, which our rivers are pretty dang small as it is anyway. Then, you know, if, if the opportunity presents itself, field duck hunts or field goose hunts, you know we'll just kind of got to see what's going on, but, but that's our main focus. Like I said, is, is ducks. And we try and do that small water stuff, rotate different properties that, um, we've got access to, um, is, is the kind of way we're going to be doing the small water stuff. And we're going to not try and burn down those holes. You know, we don't want to do that, (laughs) but it's, it's going to be, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We're kind of nervous, but we're really excited. And Kurt's a big-time pessimist, and I'm the optimist of the group, so we work mm-hmm. out really good. <laughs> awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Shay's, uh, Shay's always kind of giving me crap and said that I should guide, and you must be a lot braver than I am because I have no desire at all.
1: I mean, you're already taking people out to hunt. Mm-hmm. Like you might as well. No, uh, <laughs> See, I that's think a- you're just scared because they're thinking. A lot of people have this conception that when you get when you go for a guide, you're gonna get something. And I think that's the mm-hmm. biggest thing where there's like lack of communication, not necessarily by the people who are guiding, but by the people just generally knowing what guiding is. And you have mm-hmm. to understand not every single guide you have, you, you might not even see anything. And so I think that's where hunters like, I do not want to deal with that.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, that's, we put that in the disclaimer and right. big red letters. Right. That we send to every client. Like right. you are here to hunt. Right. That's what it's called is a hunt. We promise and guarantee that you will have fun.
1: Mm-hmm. But,
2: we're not going to guarantee that you're going to kill anything. Exactly. I
1: mean, that's, it. that's part of hunting so, period. I mean, it, it, you don't always get exactly something.
0: Any. So let me, it, it, let me, it, let me tell you about my guiding experience here. <laughs> so I, uh, <laughs> so I took some, some more clients. So like my day, day to day work clients, I took them out to like a game farm. And so I've got Nala she's cheese. I think she'll be two in July. Um, uh, She's like she's a really good pheasant hunter. She does really well, um, very well minded. She doesn't get too out of far ahead of us. Um, mm-hmm. And then I took my buddy Dane. Dane took his poodle pointer Boone. Boone, he's just a, he's a very high driven dog, but you like once you get him put in his place, he does really well. But before that, he's just really wound up. And so we get out to the field. It's already a shit show because my. Uh, because Dane got in a wreck that night before. He
3: wrecked
0: wrecked his three-quarter ton, so I had to go pick him up. He's, you know, his back's hurting. Get out there. Yeah. He forgot his uh, e-collar, so we get out in the field, Uh the first thing Boone does, smells pheasants, and just takes off, and there's, like, five of them take off out of there, and I'm like, oh, here we go. And
3: so,
0: so we take the e-collar off Nala and put it on him, and, like, ended up being, like, ended up turned out to be a really good hunt, but, uh, it was, it's just one of those things like it's just a lot of pressure on, on you. And so I, I mean, I give you a lot of props for having the courage to be able to do, you know, be a guide service.
2: Uh, I appreciate that. I just, I don't know. It's, it's kind of my mentality. I guess I get Kurt Always talk to me about, it. he goes, you're just so, and this isn't me pump like pumping myself up. <laughs> um, he just, he always says like, you're, you're always positive. There's not a lot that can get you down right. and you don't, don't sweat the small stuff. And I was like, well, I sometimes do. I just don't show it. I, I'm there to, to keep everybody positive and, and have fun. And he goes, well, then you're going to be a, a perfect guide, you know, cause you're, you're going to keep everybody having fun and feeling good. Even when the hunt's going bad. Right. So, um, and you know, the way I see it, kind of like you guys, I'm always taking people out anyway, Right. so why why not get paid for it? But at the same time, I don't want to be guiding so much that it's a complete job.
1: Right. I still want to leave.
2: Yeah. I still want to leave open enough hunts that I can go out with every, you know, all my buddies, my normal hunting buddies and still have fun hunts. Right. So I, I've made that commitment um kurt understands it kurt's with me about it um in fact i think he's kind of doing the same thing and it's it's gonna work out good
0: well good and i look forward to seeing some some of your marketing and some of your guys' pictures from all this it sounds like uh, you're really excited for it so we'll, yeah uh, i'm sure that sprig will have a jam-packed year for sure Oh, man, <laughs> he's going to get broken. That's for sure. <laughs> so have you, uh, have you done all the training yourself then, or have you sent him to a trainer? I have done everything myself.
2: Uh, I mean, when I got him from the breeder, he had already introduced him to, like, dead birds and was doing some, like, basic retrieves and stuff. But uh, other than that, I've, I've, I've done all the training. And that's, awesome. that's all true different youtube videos and then doing things my own way and just watching the dog watching how he reacts to different things making sure that i keep it light and fun making sure that he's getting as much that he can out of every training without pushing him like to the breaking point
3: right
2: uh the minute you do that it's it's not going to work um i don't know if some of this comes from my knowledge of just working with horses and stuff, and just kind of transferring that over to a dog.
3: Nice.
2: But um, that, and I think he's just smart, so he makes me look good. I think that's what <laughs> really it comes down to is the breeding.
1: <laughs> Same with Nala; it's nothing about Hunter; it's all Nala, our dog. You know, I she
0: guess. ain't
3: wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: See, I yeah. I, I wanted to send her her to a trainer because I was uh, I guess I was. I did, her pedigree was so good that I didn't feel like I was a good enough trainer to be responsible Mm -hmm. to like train her to the level she could be at. And I, to be honest, I still think that she could be a really high end, like, you know, hunt Mm -hmm. train or hunt event dog. I really do. It's just, you know, for everything that I do, she does phenomenally. Mm Mm-hmm yeah you missed uh yeah you had an open invitation to go snow goose hunting and uh
2: yeah I screwed
0: that up (laughs) speaking to Nala she so this snow goose went down this like marshy area like I don't know like 50 yards or 100 yards out in this marsh you couldn't even like it's all five six feet send her in on a blind and like she just disappeared and I was like okay it's like 15 to like 30 seconds later and I'm like uh I might want to figure out where she's at Next thing you know, she just pops out of the brush with that snow goose alive in her mouth. And I was like, geez, that's, that's that's not me. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. That's
2: instinct and, and drive. That's, that's fantastic. I, I can't wait for, to see Sprig do some of that stuff. You know, watching JD's dog do some cool stuff. Um, I can't wait. I'm, I'm excited as all get out.
0: So what about this, uh, snow goose season next year? You, uh gonna come down now or what
2: I really want to I, I'm gonna push for it um I just that's kind of after my quote-unquote season so I've got to be a really good boy and talk to my wife and talk her into it
3: mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: when it comes when it comes springtime that's her time and so yeah she'll she'll be the one that tells me if I can go or not
3: <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> you see better
2: we uh love
1: up on her before you do it
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'll have to get her drunk like I did to buy her the <laughs> first car. So
1: <laughs> that's hilarious.
0: <laughs> so we uh, we actually moved our spot. At, shoot, probably almost hundred miles uh, farther north than we were where we were before. Um, mm-hmm. And it's about I don't know probably half quarter to half a mile off the of Missouri, and it's a flooded spot. And this year there wasn't any food in there because it was too dry to get anything planted, but. He ended up getting uh corn planted in the pond so the it'll be basically a cut corn field that's flooded out. Cool. So That should work. We're uh this year I wanted we shoot like 25 30 snow geese, which was decent, but I think that between Jared and I Nine, and Dane, I think we're going to buy another, I don't know, probably 1000 so- socks to put out there, so we learned a lot this year just because it was a new spot, and I think that next year be a lot better.
2: A lot better. Nice.
0: Which I mean... Were you guys getting a
2: lot of juvies, or were you getting some, some adult birds coming through? Or
0: Honestly, I would say a good majority of what we shot this year was all adults. I mean, we shot a few wow. juvie, like a, I think we had one good day at the end with juvies, but like it was kind of interesting. So envision this. So you got the trailer, we're traveling, we get up there... And we're going to set up the spread, and I'd been telling these guys, like, there's a lot of snow geese around this area, and none of the other guys had been there before. So we pull up to where the pits are at, um, shut the trucks off, and I kid you not. So there's another another pond probably, like, a quarter to half a half mile away from this. And when mm-hmm. I say you can't even, like, you couldn't even hardly hear, like, somebody else talking to you because there was that many snow geese sitting on that pond. Wow. It was That's incredible. Great. And... Uh, it, I mean, the hard part was they had been there probably for most of a week. So those were hard to, and they were all, you know, old adults. So those were hard hunting, but once you got new migrators and it went, it was, it was a good time.
2: Perfect. That's, that's awesome. I want to smash them really bad.
0: <laughs> have you, have you ever been on a snow goose hunt?
2: Not a dedicated snow goose hunt. I did a what? snow goose oh. Yeah. We don't really get them over here. Um, I've been on a snow goose jump shoot before. Oh, what is um, that? Yeah, where, where we saw a bunch sitting there in the spot, and we just snuck up and ready, take them and jump shot them. You
3: know? Oh, okay, I
1: got it.
2: Yeah, um, in my one shot and my buddy's one shot, we brought down twenty some odd birds. Dang. We each only shot once, and then we we're freaking out because we didn't know the regulations. On um, <laughs> snow geese and it wasn't in the spring where it's unlimited and yeah so we're freaking out but anyway Uh we're we're all safe and hunky-dory but um that's yeah that's all i've ever done i've never really gone out and fully chased them
0: i would say snow goose hunting is kind of like it's like pintails times like two or three because like the these snow geese will hang up and you know it's almost like when they hit 100 yards, you're, like, thinking they're going to be right on top of your decoys. But it's just because mm-hmm. you've been sitting there watching them for 10 minutes come from 1,000 yards up to finally 100. It's, yeah. It's crazy. But, man, the the time that you can finally get them in, like, to actually, like, be close to shoot them, it's, like, I don't even know. It's so exciting. It really is. Oh, Yeah. So,
2: I, yeah, it'll, it'll sounds fun. Definitely sounds fun.
1: There's some big birds out there, too. Holy cow.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you get a greater snow goose, it's almost, I wouldn't say, a, it's like the size of a lesser, I would say. Yeah. But man, watching if a Rossi, man, those things are nuts. Those things will drop out of the sky like nobody's business. Almost like a, I would say it's almost like a mallard, but it's bigger than a mallard. Uh-huh.
2: Oh yeah, that'd be cool. I love that. I just love wing shooting, man. It's just fun. I I kind of hate pheasant hunting, just saying that. But that's only when I don't have a dog around. I got oh, a dog. Yeah, that cool makes sense. Because I hate the crap being scared out of me. I just really do. So <laughs> that's
1: that's I why I don't like hunting you. without a dog. <laughs> I was just going to ask you why you didn't like it. That's funny. It's
2: because I don't like when they just
1: pop right out. At your
2: feet and pop out, and I'm swearing, throwing things around. And <laughs> you I don't got a like loaded gun in your
1: hand. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I don't look like I'm, you know, just this, this big tough guy when it happens either. That's
3: <laughs> look, hilarious. look pretty
2: pathetic when it
3: happens.
0: <laughs> oh, man. It was funny. I, yeah. I actually had a it was a YouTube video, and it was a game farm. Uh, like I kind of talked with you guys. I had. I, uh, I don't know, it was a big break between early season cuz a lot of our like early ducks jumped us and then it seemed like it took forever for the late ducks and the geese to get here. So I went to, mm-hmm. the game, you know, like a, a pheasant game farm just to get some work in with Nala, but uh Oh yeah. There was a time we were just like walking on this road going to another section and Nala got super birdie and I'm like, "I'm going to laugh, there's a pheasant that just pops out of there." And as soon like the moment I said that, just comes out of nowhere this pheasant comes like even in the video the youtube video like you still couldn't see it even if you knew what was going to happen because it was like so well camoed under that like small patch of grass it was nuts that's perfect so it just like <laughs> i was like oh there it is and i destroyed nice. it because i shot it too quick <laughs>
2: Yeah, I can have that problem at times because then I'm shooting them out of self-defense. <laughs> <laughs> and I never, I never change my choke out. So that's the other bad part is because when you know most of the time I'm hunting like river ducks or our field use. So I've got my long-range Carlson choke in, and then we go pheasant hunting, and I still got it in and shooting, you know, one at 10, 15 yards shooting a rooster at that with that extra long-range choke, yeah, you don't have a whole lot left. Makes
0: sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> After I put that video out, I got some some hate comments on it, and I was like, you know, I kind of understand where you're coming from, but I don't really care.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. At, at least you didn't miss it, or at least you didn't, like, wound it beyond all belief, and it runs off and totally goes to waste, Right.
3: Right.
0: Speaking of wounded ones, we were uh, pheasant hunting in South Dakota, oh, and no. Dane shot this one, and it kept going and kept going, and he's like, I know, I know I killed that one, and I kept giving him crap about it and saying, like, oh, you totally whiffed. He's like, no, I promise, like, I killed it, and we walked low down to the end of the section, and Noll gets real birdie. I was like, you guys might want to get your gun ready, because I had my camera at the time. I was taking photos, and... Sure enough, she gets in there and pulls out that dead one. It had tucked itself way under a bunch of stuff, and she managed to get in there, get it out, and get it to us. So it was really cool. Wow. Uh, a couple of years
2: ago, I, I shot the tail in half off of uh, a pheasant that would have won me a shotgun. It was, when I put it together, it was 31 inches. Wow. Um, yeah, mm. that and I still have his spurs hanging up in my truck um he actually had like a broken toe on his left foot and it like deformed and stuff but like he had big old spurs on him huge spurs huh. and uh he was just a cool bird but i was so mad that i shot half the tail feather off of him because uh i could have worn a shotgun easy
0: out here <laughs> jeez yeah. would... do you i uh, just curious do you guys get uh many sharp-tailed grouse out there
2: uh, I'm not really good on my grouse. Like I know that that's uh like a grouse, and then that one's like a sage grouse. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. I, was say, I don't
1: even know what that is.
0: <laughs>
1: I saw. Them I meat think we so... got some Yeah, okay. I
2: think
0: we've got. Some. Gotcha,
1: Hunter. Explain what they are for the viewers like me who have no idea what you're talking about.
0: It's uh... <laughs> It's hard to explain. It's kind of like a mix between a prairie chicken and a pheasant. It's like brown, like oh, okay. a prairie chicken, but the size of a pheasant are a little bit Do smarter. you know if it tastes good? Uh, Not from
1: experience, but have you heard?
0: I mean, I would assume so. It's kind of like a chicken that runs around.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I mean, we so, get lots of, like, like pine grouse or blue grouse or something like that up in the mountains, and they're great.
2: I love shooting them. I, I actually, in my bow, I... Carry some judo points just so that I can shoot some of those during elk season. And, you know, those are
0: awesome.
1: They should just name it it and chicken. Beziken. <laughs> Beziken. <laughs> Beziken.
3: <laughs> and that is my wife,
1: everyone. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of a better word than whatever it's called. I don't even remember anymore.
0: She's had too much wine. Oh,
1: my gosh, guys. I'm almost down a whole bottle of wine in this whole podcast. So, kudos to James <laughs> Arthur. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh.
0: oh, man. Well, I think I'm only we will... three years in, so. <laughs> oh,
3: man, I need you
2: need to catch up. I do need to. Usually, I'm the one that's telling people that. <laughs> right. Jeez.
0: Well, Levi, we, uh, I think we'll wrap it up here. Uh, we appreciate you, uh, coming on to talk to us, uh, yeah. before we get going, if you want to shout out your, uh, podcast and your guide service.
2: Yeah. Um, thank you guys, first of all, for, for reaching out and wanting me on and of stuff. Course. Uh, you know, I really appreciate that, but, um, yeah. Poland P-U-L-L, apostrophe N, feathers, Podcast. We're on Instagram and Facebook, and you can download all of our stuff wherever you guys can find, uh, these guys And, um, then our, uh, guide service is three Oh seven foul play outfitters. And we've just got the Instagram at the moment. Um, kind of working things over and, uh, we've got some media stuff that's going to be coming up, uh, this season. So lots of fun to have happen here pretty soon. So, we, uh, I will warn you on our podcast. We do cut it up pretty hard, and uh, I will say it's heavy, heavy on the adult content side. We, <laughs> we get, we get pretty bad.
1: So make sure <laughs> the kids are not in the vehicle when you listen. Yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so I, I try and make sure that people know that <laughs> as much as I can. That's hilarious.
1: I, hey, at least you're transparent about it. I mean, yep.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I, I try to be, you know, but that's what I explain to people is uh you know, I'm it's just like me with my best friends talking at deer camp or elk camp or duck right. camp or any of that stuff. Um and typically my little daughter isn't around, so I'm not gonna filter myself. <laughs> so, <laughs>
3: that's awesome. <yeah. laughs>
2: but anyway yeah appreciate you guys having me on i really
1: do yeah. yeah of course thank you so much for coming on and it was a pleasure talking to you guys also on your podcast that was always a blast
0: yeah <laughs> yeah we have fun <laughs> all right well i'll wrap us up thanks again listeners for checking out the bigger and hunters podcast make sure to check us out on instagram facebook bigger hunters.com and have a good night